This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. This year is being given specifically in Mitzvah to learn before Shavuos. It's about Shavuos. And um, we're going to start off with a Zayah. And it's called Saba de Mishpatim. The Pats of Mishpatim. Daftadik Tes. And it's talking about Rav Chia, Rav Yaisi, who met with Nea Saba, and he told him the following. Says, how many human beings, how many people are mixed up with their Seichel and their Das? And they don't see the Derech Emes in Torah. It's a very unbelievable Zaya, and very deep, but it's also very beautiful. And every day the Torah calls out to all of us with love, in a whisper. And so many of us are not willing to turn our heads to listen to her words. And even though that the derech of the Torah, that's what he says, very beautiful, he says that it covers itself a little bit. It uncovers, sorry, it's golly, it uncovers itself a little bit, and immediately it covers itself. It sort of plays a, like a hide and seek to Torah. This is what he's telling them. So he says, this is the way it is for sure. He says, but you should know. This mansion is gala, in the time that it um, re- reveals itself. Benifta miyad and then hide itself. Eino oisid davazeh. It doesn't. The Torah doesn't do this. Ela leelu shiyayim ba. Only to the ones who know her. Umakirin oisa and recognize her. What does that mean? What the Lama Zayar says. Shehei regilin believer hatayra hakadosha. The Torah reveals itself only to people who constantly, on a regular basis, learn the Torah Kedosha. And he says, it's very unusual that the, that the Zahar says a marshal. Well, it's not so unusual. But the Saba Kedisha said this to Abchi and Abyeisi. Probably the most loving marshal you'll ever hear in your life. And he says the following. I want to make a Parable says the Zayar, a, a comparison. La'ahuva, shehi yefas marav yefas tala to some to a, someone who's loved, who's very very beautiful. The Torah Kedusha, and this is the Torah. Hanikras elas ahuva miyalas chen. Now this beautiful Torah, this he's really comparing it to a woman, right? Vehi Mr. Torah to say sir. It hides because these are very, very deep secrets. The Torah hides in its chamber, in its heichel, in its chamber. 
And it has, I'm, I'm translating this Zoyar into English, okay? It has one lover. One lover. That all the other people, they don't know about him. Who is this lover of this beautiful Torah? Who Tamil Chacham? This is the Tamil Chacham. Who sits and learns because of his love of Torah. Elohu Behester. But he's also hidden. This one who is her lover, that is the Tamachacham. Because he loves the Torah so much, just like a prince, sort of loving a princess. She's locked in this chamber, in this palace, and he wants to see her. So he's continuously walking by the palace. The says And he puts his eyes to all the different sides, he's looking for her. He, Yodas, she knows this, the Torah knows this. Ki that her lover is continuously going around her house. Mahi Oisa. What did the Torah do? What does she do? He She opens a small door in this chamber, in this in this palace. She misdirects Atmashal, where she's hidden. Umagala Espaneha, she reveals her face. Elahuva to the one that she loves, to the Tamachacham. Umiyan, and right away, she goes back in and she covers up. All the other people that are walking past this palace, past this room, with the lover, with the Tamachacham, all the regular people who are not running Torah, they're working, they're busy with their cell phones. They're busy, busy, busy. All those other people, they also walk by the palace. They don't see her, and they don't recognize her. Only this lover, this tzaddik, this tamachacham, who every day learns Torah, he does see her. And his stomach, and his heart, and his soul, are following her. And he knows that because of his love for her, that she will reveal herself for a moment. In order to make his love greater. So he explains, who is this? The Torah is this young, beautiful girl. And she doesn't reveal herself only to those who are looking for her. If you want to learn Torah, and you're looking for learn Torah, then you're going to see secrets that all the other people do not see. She will reveal herself to you. And then she will withdraw. And then you have to go look again. And she will reveal herself. It's called Amelis Torah. It's called learning. And we, we know the more you learn the more the more understanding you have of things that you would never understand before. 
He says, The same thing as the Torah, it doesn't reveal itself only to the ones who love her. The Torah knows that the smart man is continuously circling her all day long, her gates of the house. What does the Torah do? She reveals, the Torah reveals her face to him from inside her chamber. And she gives him a sign, like, come here. She gives him a sign. And after she gives him the sign to come, she immediately hides herself. All the other people in the world that are just busy, they didn't see her, even though he did. And his stomach and his heart and his soul follow her. And then the Torah reveals itself again and it covers itself. And it comes with love to its lover. To bring her, to bring the person, to love more than You see this Nikodela, my Shashiva, Shmuel Burma, his love for Torah with Manish. A love that his heart and his soul and everything was Torah. He didn't understand how somebody could could not be connected to Torah. He, he never left Seder early. He was a Masvid. And anybody who I, I showed this to um, I showed this to one of my classes a few years ago. So I was giving a shear on music, and and a lot of girls felt that music does not have such a, a crazy effect on us. So I went and I bought a. Uh, uh, one of these uh, magazines that have all the rap stars in it, and I cut out the pictures, and then I took the pictures of Gedolim, and I brought it to school, and I, and I showed them, and all the rappers were in this like hatred with the gold teeth, with the with the real mean look, and each guy was trying to look meaner than the next, and you, it, it just it just it felt cold when you looked at these pages. It felt it felt you felt anger, you felt revenge, you felt scared, you felt terrorist. And then you take out a picture of Tom, and a picture of, of, of Ronald Cutler, and a picture of Ramesha Feinstein, and you just, you just look at their face, and it's just, just a face with a light and a love and, and a beauty, and that, and that comes from being connected, as Isaiah says, comes from being connected to this Torah, who plays a game with us. He does. It, 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 one day you could, you could have such understanding, and the next day you can't get through a tesis. I don't understand it. You can learn it over 30 times. It plays, it teases us. But the Tamachacham knows, the Tamachacham sees her and sees the ins and the outs and the ins and the outs. While everybody else is like, okay, it's another page of Gemara. I get a test, I have to study for it, I have to memorize it, have a good day. The Zayr is saying, this is not what's going on over here. This is a whole game. This is a whole to see how much you love her and to see how much you follow her to, to a point, which I was talking about. I'm sick. I'm sick in love with Akash Baruch. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful Zayr, it's a beautiful marshal. How, the way he brings it down over here. He says, Come look, this is the way of the Torah. But he in the beginning, when you begin to start learning, he remembers like a She gives him a sign. For remez. 
if you understand the Gemara, if you understand the Torah that you're learning, if you understand the Remez that you're learning, so that's very good. Listen carefully, it's beautiful. Well, let's say the guy comes and he's looking for the princess and he's circling and he's trying to learn and it's not working. And she's giving him some ideas in Torah. He's not having. He's not having the Torah he doesn't understand the Rashi. But he's looking for the princess. He's here. He's in, the, he's in Yeshiva. He's not a safer over. He wants to learn. Right? So the Zayah, but what happens if he doesn't understand the hand signal that the Torah is saying, come here, right? So, says Neuridik, if any of them acts like, let's say the person himself doesn't understand what he's learning, Shokos Elam, the, the Torah sends to that person, Will, the, the Torah will send him this princess, this queen, will send him someone to learn the Torah, to help him to understand that the Torah wants him to come, to the sign that the Torah gave. There will be someone who will give a shear, who will be ma'ayra, who will wake up that heart that's struggling to find the Torah. And the Torah will say, right? Um, will say to the that the Torah is sending to this boy or this person who is trying to learn and he just doesn't understand the Torah's right the message he says the message that you should give this boy who's struggling with his learning don't throw him out of school don't give him a 60. That's not Torah. Torah is not marking a test in tomorrow. This is a Zoya. What is this beautiful princess who's hidden in this beautiful palace tell its messengers that it sends the Chachamim to this guy who's struggling with his Rashi? She says, that the Torah says to Chachamim that sent it to him, tell him she started the Kamadabimo, that he should come closer, learn a little more, come closer. And the terrorist says, I'll talk to him. Yeah? Yeah? Terrorist says, I'll talk to him. He he he's learning and he's not getting it. He's a little bit giving up hope over here. Chacham and Rebbe, what are you supposed to tell the kid he's not learning? He doesn't understand. What are you supposed to tell him? You know, girl, you're stupid. You don't know how to learn, right? In the 50s? What are you doing, my yeshiva? That's not what the Zayar says. The Zayar says that the Torah is sending us to Rabbi and the Tadikin and the Tadikin tell him, if he comes a little closer to me, I'll talk to him. That's what the Torah tells the Chachamah. Tell him to try a little harder. Let me tomorrow one more time. Give me another shot. My daddy, I'll talk to him. Shahat Torah. That the Torah tells all the people, those who don't understand, come closer to me and I will explain it to you. Now, so we come close to the Torah, we want to learn, we want to grow. This is what tonight's this is Shuiz, this is Matan Torah. This is, so what happens? Kim Shikara so when this person gets close to her, she begins to talk to him. 
from behind the curtain. What, what does that mean, from behind the curtain? So he explains, the Lubushin is Bashar Torah, the Yenam Shen, Lukidas, the Seichel, Ko Echabechad. That the Torah comes to explain to each person on their level of Seichel, of understanding. The Voro Lukidas, the Bahavanatsai. Words according to his way, according to his understanding. Ad until Shahadam. Until the person begins to understand little by little. And these are things that are not exactly the pshat, they are drushes that are a little bit like above the pshat. And he says, for sure, for sure that each person will understand the, the real pshat in what he's learning. He says, V'yesh boy said gadol, and there's a very big secret, the Tukun Okay, we're not going to learn the Tukun Now, okay, so now the Torah is talking to me from behind this curtain, but I don't have full understanding. I just understand Poshuk pshat. Let the Torah begin to speak to him from a curtain that's very thin, so you're, you're closer to the Torah. He says that's the, the stories in the Gemara, the stories of, uh, of things which are also very hard. We don't, you know, we have, we have the Marsha to help us with it, but it's, you know, but, but, it's, but it's very hard. For actually, he must tell us And the person who continues to learn, and it's always next to her. And now he makes a say that that's why it says, Are you I know every single day he comes to see the Tyre, he comes to see the beautiful princess that's in the chamber. What happened? What's his reward? He says, when he's always next to her regularly in the Stalet, all of Panam Then she will, she will reveal herself face to face. And then if you continue, then she teaches us, then we learn all the different sodas, all the secrets that are, that are sealed up. And he says that the things that are sealed were from the Mimei Lachim this was in the beginning of the Limit of Adam the Torah, going to Shemalat and Latinic Tzuris Oisius, when a child just learns the letters in the Alephase, he says, so it, it's very interesting what he says, he says, so uh, when you're learning the Aleph you're learning basic Aleph but those letters later on in the Torah, there's so many brushes from the Aleph and the Beis and the extra hay and above, which connects and above, you know, and the Bayuhi, uh, Bayuhi, the word Bayuhi is always, you know, before, before something like that happens. And all, all these letters that when you're first, so the, the letter that when you're in the Aleph is just a, an Aleph and a Beis, later on becomes a whole drush, he says. So at the beginning it's just an Aleph, but as a person learns, as a person learns, the, the Torah gets closer and closer and closer and begins to teach him all the secrets of, of all the letters. And the Torah says, you see the things I showed you in the beginning, now I'm showing you all the secrets. And it goes from one level to another level until finally, until finally he says, I came and therefore when they are them, human beings, Trichum is Hazay, you have to be very careful. And you need to run after the Torah, to be one of 
its lovers, and then you will be given all these um, all these secrets. And then he goes into right after this, which we're not going to learn tonight. Um, the whole Sefer Gugulim is based on the Saba, the Mishpat, the, the Saba that came. And um, there's just one thing I want to tell you that's unbelievable. Isaiah says the following. Scary. He says, are judged until they come into this world. That the Nisham is judged until it, it, it goes into the Tipa of the Father, right? Before, before, the, before the, um, the child is formed. And a Malach comes. Hamamuna Amherayin, whose job is on pregnancy. Michael is a tipa, was a zayah. He takes the drop. And he brings that drop from the Father in front of God. And he says before them, the Malach says to Hashem, Rebbein Shalayla, tipa zayah, this drop. What is it going to become? Gibor, strong, strong person, or Cholos, a weak person, Chacham, a Tipesh, Asherani, rich or poor. The Chen and the Shamazek, Prahais, Moel, and Leit, Sicha, let's say this was already in the world and it wasn't Asliyah. Asvane, Apiadin, Tete, Vitovich, Kifiachet, according to Yisraelah, so depending on what he did last time, that's what the, that's what the Xayah is going to be. The Echan, Shamazek, Vidin, Asher, Vidin, Oelam, Kishdin, Guf, okay. And what he says is that the 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 the, the, the drop swears to Akash that he's going to keep the Torah and that he's going to keep the mitzvahs, and only because he swears that do they let him come into this world. And later on, when he comes back, they ask him, "Did you keep that shvua that you took?" Before you came into this world, I talked about Katakala and a lot about all the stuff that we're not going to get into. It's interesting. He talks a lot about he talks in Mishvatim, he talks a lot about Yibum, and he talks about the whole thing of Yibum and the Neshama of the Father and all that, and it's very connected to Miguel Asrus because Miguel Asrus, the whole Miguel Asrus is based on Yibum. Okay, so that's uh, when you're up Shuvah's night and you're learning, you need to know that. The princess is opening the door, closing the door, opening the door, closing the door. And if you spend the whole night with the princess, with the Torah, learning Torah, that, that it's, it's a very big Indian. It's, I don't have the Kaviyasha with me, but the Kaviyasha says that how you learn on Shavuos night is how you're going to learn the whole year. So if you're up and you're learning and you're hopping and, you're, and it's going to be a good year of learning. If you're sleeping, it's not such a good sign. Altogether, he says you shouldn't sleep. Shavuos night, if you're up and you don't sleep one second, you're guaranteed to live out the year. That's what he says. And Kamiyasha, it's brought down in many different places. If you don't sleep for one second, Shavuos night, you don't close your eyes for one second, you don't go to sleep. Actually, I think maybe 60 seconds or whatever. You don't go to sleep. Shavuos night, you're guaranteed to live out the year. It's a very big night. It's, 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 uh, it's the night of the wedding. We have a ksuva from Hashem, which is very interesting. That's brought down. But it's the night of the wedding, it's the night of the wedding of a Kurdish Bokhu and Klai Israel.
It's a very big night. So you can imagine that the princess, the Torah from the Zaya, is in her full glory. So a person who looks for her on Shavuot's night and finds her, the whole year he's going to have Mamash Hatzlach and his learning. But we see from here that, that she gets closer to the ones who spend more time with her. Nothing to talk about. I told you the story that I heard about Rashmuel Birnbaum and Rosh Hashiva. Um, just to give you a, an idea of what it really means to learn. I heard the story after he passed away. That there was somebody in Yeshiva that um, was in Kailo for a very long time and his wife was very sick and he had a bunch of kids and, and Rosh Hashiva knew him for 20, 30 years and his wife had cancer and she was in stage 4. And he went to Rosh Hashiva and he said to Rosh Hashimah, I need you to dial for me. Uh, I'm a Kailo guy. I've, I've never left Yeshiva. I was with Rosh Yeshiva my whole life. I have a bunch of little kids. Uh, they're telling my wife she has 90 days to live. The Rosh Yeshiva has to help me. So Rosh Yeshiva said to him, I'm not a, I'm not a Malach. I'm not a Rebbe. And I'm not a Mokobo. I learned to tell her, what do you want from me? I'm not, I don't do this. I'm not, you know... Go get, go get a bracha from a rabbi, a makubo, whatever. I'm a Rosh Hashiva. The guy didn't leave him alone. He said, you're, you're my Rosh Hashiva, and I'm learning this Yeshiva all my life. You have to give me, I don't want a bracha, I want to have talcha, and she's going to have her full shalema. Hashiva said, I'll try. I'll try. So what happened was, like a week later, there was some kind of trial in Europe, like one of these drug trials that they didn't allow in America. And she was picked as one of the 50 women or whatever that had this cancer. To make a long story short, this new drug worked for her. It worked for certain people in this in this drug test. And the mice, it went away. She was cured. It went, it went into a, you know, it stopped. And it was a miracle. And the guy, the guy knew who, who we went to to dive in. It's a, a maybe a good story. And you know what you could say about Rashmul Burma? If you knew him, you understood this. So he came to the Rishishiv and he said, what did you do? I know this is an ace and she was stage four. And then she went and this worked and it didn't work for everyone. It worked for her. So Hashem wanted to make it look like Teva. Well, the mic said, what did the Rishishiv do? She said, ah. He said, no, no, you have to tell me what you did. So he pushed him and he pushed him. She said, I'll tell you, you know, I opened my Gemara and um, I said to Abai and Rava, listen, I talk to you all the time. We talk all the time. I never asked you to do anything for me. I have this boy, this boy, this man, and Kylo and his wife are sick. And maybe Abai and Rava, you can go to the Kisar Kavli and beg from Akush Baruch, you should make a miracle that she should be healed. You hear what you said? I talk to them every day! This is the secret. I'm sure he learned this there. This is the secret 
that the Zohar is telling you here. That the Torah, she, she, she's real, and, and, and only for the people who are looking, she only shows herself, it's maybe they, you know, she only shows herself for the people who are looking for her. But, but, but the people are looking for her, once they look, the, the curtain gets put away, and, and she talks to them. So, so, so a person who learns Torah all the time, while you're learning, you could say to her, by the way, this person's sick. You know, I, since we're talking already, you're the, you're the matana, you're the, you know what precious thing Hashem had, he created it, it's called his toy, whatever, Tashurin, whatever, the whole Kabbalah, Kabbalah on, the toy was created way before the world, so maybe the toy, you know, since we talk to each other every day, we're so close, yeah, maybe you could, uh, like tell Hashem to give Mashiach or something, you know. No, I'm just kidding, you could, you could, and it says Taka that, um, give me a sitter, a sitter from the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got it. Okay, fine. Fine. Good. Scrap. Listen to this. Mission in Pirkeavos. I say this all the time when I give a share. I don't say it here. I've been it a long time. It talks in Mission in Perak. It's Gimel. Listen to this. You got to jump up and down. Yeah, yeah. I'll push it. Okay, Mishnah Zion, Peri Gimel, right? So, Rabbi Chalat, Rabbi Chalat, and Daisy said, the Sarah of 10 people are learning Taira, Shina Shri Benayim. So, 5 people that are learning Taira, right? Is, is also. 3 people are learning Taira, Minayim Atilu Shnayim, Minayim Atilu Echa. How do you know that even one person is learning Taira, right? That the Shina is there. So, listen to what he quotes. Because it says in the Pasuk, in Shmos, Perekot, Pasuk, Kavalev. Really, that's where it says it? Interesting. B'chol ha'mokam ha'sha'afir shemi, in any place that you mention my name, Avay elech u'berachticha. I will come to you, and I will bless you. You hear what Hashem says? You're learning by yourself, and you're learning the Torah. B'chol ha'mokam ha'sha'afir shemi, Hashem says, any place that you mention my name, Avay elech I will come to you, and I will bless you. We go to Kubalim and all over the place to get a bracha. And the Mishnah says, like, okay, well, Makubal is very nice and he gives you bracha, but he's got to be connected to Kurzbarcha, right? So it's like third person. Here, the Mishnah tells you, you want a bracha? You can get a bracha from God. Sit and learn. And I'm listening to my own bracha here right now, by the way. You want a brother from Hashem? There's a posse that said, just talk about me. Learn Taira, I will come there and I will bless you. And when I give a share, I tell people, while giving the share, tell Hashem what you need. Because surely if one person, one person's learning, Hashem says, I'm going to give you a bracha, surely when a bunch of people are learning, I'll give you a bracha. This is what the Zayah is telling us in a, in a, in a, in a very secret way. If you have this relationship like our Shmuel or Shalom Han, that, that your mama, when you're learning the Torah, it's life. It's not a subject! We're killing our kids in school! The Zayar doesn't fit! What do you mean she's hiding? Can't hide? I can't get 105 on my pants! I'm gonna wait, you hide, the curtain, the sheet, open the door, close the door, I gotta get 105! Every mouth the door, I'm all alone. It's a process. It's dating. You're dating the Torah. It's like, I'm learning. Come on, help me out. I can't get this place. There's, there's so many stories of you doing that, 
couldn't get something in, in their learning and they would fast. They would fast that they should be able to understand the Taishas or to understand what they were learning. I have a story now, it's time, I don't have it here. Crazy story where the the Tana came to tell him the answer. Because he fasted and he doubted and mamish, he was in pain that he didn't understand. He just kept learning and the Torah kept skiddying away. He couldn't get the answer, he couldn't get the answer until he found mamish. The Tana came who, 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 who had the answer, came to tell him. The Tana came in his dream to tell him, you, you want it so much, I'll tell you the Torah, whatever it is. And, 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 and there's no question, the more you learn, the closer you get, the more you get into your Torah, the more you want, the more you understand. It's exactly, it's exactly what this is saying. So if you want a bracha, sit down and learn. Because Rokha says, you don't have to come to me for the bracha. Right? I will come to you. And I will bless you. It's such an easy thing. We, 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 we do such tough stuff and so much stuff. And it's right here in front of you. Just learn. Learn entirely. You can talk to Hashem. If you have that relationship. But it's so sad because Isaiah says that so many people don't see the princess. Walk by the house. They're not looking for you. They're not looking for her. You're not looking for the Torah. You're not, not going to get it. Let's go. This week is Perik Shishi. You know, I doubt I should say what I, what you need to hear, not what I need to say, right? So I totally was not going to do this. But we should do this because we're talking about the Torah. And we're talking about Matan Torah. Perik Vov. It's this week. Right? Perik Shishi. Listen to this. Not to get a good mark on your test, but you're learning Tyra because you want to meet the princess who keeps closing that door, right? And keeps, of course, opening the door. Anyone who learns Tyra Lishma is going to be Zaycha to many things. What kind of things, Rabbi? Below that, load, not only that, a person who learns Torah, the whole creation of the world was worth it just for him. Wow. It's huge. The whole world was created for the guy who learns Torah. That's very cool to be able to walk outside and say, this whole world Mine. Created for me. The sun, the moon, the rain, the flowers, the fruit, the vegetables, everything. Kedai, the whole world, all six days, plus Shabbos, Kedai Hulayim. Now, what is this person called? This is all based on what we just learned. Nikra, what is he called? Rei, Hashem says. He's my friend. Want to be Hashem's friend? How do you, how are you Hashem? How do you become Hashem's friend? Did you, uh, lend the money, play football with him, buy him presents? No. Kolo Ahov. You become loved, his lover. If you learn Torah, it's all based on this, on this Zaya. If you learn Torah, you're going to love Hashem. You're going to love human beings. You're going to make Hashem happy. Don't think by learning Torah, you're going to make people miserable, you're going to make people happy. And it will clothe you with anava 
it will make you modest, the yira, and it will give you the fear of God. And you're going to become a tzaddik and a chassid and a yashar, a, a, a person who's straight, and neman, and a trustworthy person. And a person who learns it will take him away from sin, and it will bring him to schosim. And from that person, the world will, will, will get advice, saving, bina, wisdom, uvura, and strength. Like it says, we ate the Shia and he being a league guru. Uno Semasloy Malchus. Tonight, right? We're in the Malchus. And he'll get Malchus, Umem Shola, a country, the Shikr Hadid, Umagale, why? What we just learned in the Zion. And then we reveal to him the secrets of the Torah. But Naseh, Kemayam is Gabe, it will become like a, like a, uh, what's a Mayan, a well that's continuously giving. And a river that never ends. And he will become a tznua, ruach, a huge ruach. He will become great. He will make him great. And it will it will elevate him above all of God's creations. Every single day, a basko comes out and it screams and it yells, Oy to my creations, the people who don't learn Torah, the people who make fun of Torah, the people who make fun of people who are learning Torah. She called me Sheino Wow. Anyone who's not, is, 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 is not learning Torah is called a Nazar. Because it says, Nezim Zav Av Chazir. A golden, a golden ring in the, in the, in the, in the, in the nose of a chazir. Isha Yalpa, the Sarah's a beautiful woman who's miserable. For Oymar al-Luchit Maiseh, the Kim Haim of the Luchos that we're given, it's coming out Shruis, is the Maiseh of Hashem, and he wrote the, 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 the letters on the, on the Luchos, Luchos, who chorus on the Luchos, he engraved on the Luchos, Says the Mishnah, I'll take the chorus, and this is so true. Elecherus, don't call it engraved, but call it freedom. She'ein l'cha, and this is so true, and people don't realize this. She'ein l'cha ben chayr, elami, she'oitzik b'tamah Torah. A free person is a person who learns Torah. B'chol mi she'oitzik b'tamah Torah, how does that miss Allah? He says, people think, oh, I have to learn. I have, I have a ball and chain on me. Just the opposite. A person who learns Torah, he, he's, he, he's free if you... If you ever walk into a base magic, you walk into a major shoe, base magic tomorrow at 10 o'clock, and you're going to see an unbelievable scene that everyone's yelling at each other, screaming at the top of their lungs. You're like, why don't these guys get along? Right? But if you go closely and you're listening to what they're yelling, they're, they're, they're yelling at each other, Tyra, and they're so happy, and they're so, so animated. What are you talking about? What are you yelling? And slapping each other on the back, like, oh. Now you understand the place. It's amazing. I thought it was so... Ah, it's life. It's mamish. Like, the problem, we, we get out of yeshiva, we get married. We, yeah, we go to shira, but we, we don't have that. We don't have that. Cheros. It's like, oh, Gafiyayimi, one hour, coffee. We have my two coffees, right? And when is he going to finish already? And God forbid that guy finishes five minutes after the hour. Everybody's like chomping on What's going on here? It's an hour or 50 minutes. There's no fight. You're like, you know, question. Nobody asks any questions. It's just, I'm not saying it's not good. It's, it's something, but it's but the chayrus, the chayrus is that that fight. 
that comes from that comes from chasing the Torah. That comes from that comes from when you talk you talk you don't understand it, right? You're learning something you don't understand it. It's sort of I don't want to belittle the desire. So I have to be careful how I explain this in a marshal. But it's sort of this prince was fighting for this princess, and 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 the door opens and he sees this beautiful princess, and all of a sudden the door is closed. He might scream it. Come on! Right? That's, that's, that's the fight. And I, open the door, what do you mean? I'm, I'm standing up for 40 minutes and keep walking around looking for you. And he's just opening it up for 10 seconds. Open the door, let's get married. And all of a sudden she opens the door. And there she is. And that's the machlekes, when you're fighting on a devotee. And you're like, I don't understand what you're saying. I remember when I was younger, my chavush, I would scream at him, what are you, crazy? All the adjectives I knew that I could say in the base madras. You are so fucked up. You're learning this so twisted. Where did you buy your brains? We used to yell at each other. And then when we got to, it's like we're screaming because we wanted to come out of the door. We don't understand the Gemara. I don't understand what it's saying. Come out of the door. And then finally you get the shot. She came out of the door. Ah, you walk out of there. You feel like, I don't have that. You don't have that unless you're in a base medish because because when you're in a base medish you're pounding and you're pounding and you keep going back and you keep going back and you keep circling and I need to know pshat I need to know pshat in the morning I don't know pshat okay tomorrow I'll figure it out I can live without the pshat we couldn't live without you couldn't you couldn't move you, you couldn't go anywhere without it that's what the Zoya is saying over here it's, but but it's not it's not only Torah it's the whole it's, it's working on on getting close to Hashem it's working on your ruchnis yeah yeah many times many times you fall. And many times that door shuts and you're like, I had a glimpse, I had a move, I was changing, and I lost it. You gotta keep walking around, you can't give up. It's like the elevator store, you gotta keep walking around, and you get another glimpse, and another glimpse, and a little more growth, and a little more growth, and then it disappears, and you don't have growth for a little while, and then there's a little more growth, and then finally, the, the, the princess, the neshama, the, the Taira, like Rajborah, everything, sees that this guy really loves me, and he keeps coming, and he keeps coming, and even though he keeps closing the door on him, he keeps coming back. And he keeps looking for me. I can't keep closing the door. Anyway. I got to open the door. And that was my entire. That was my entire. Because both gave us his most precious, most precious thing that he had. And that's Shavuos. And that's why you have to be excited. Shavuos. You can't come Shavuos night. First of all, you have a big age not to sleep every Shavuos. Number one. You try to sleep every Shavuos. Everything that you can imagine will happen to make sure that you don't sleep every Shavuos. So that Shavuos night, you're sitting there you're like, uh, they have watermelon? Uh, you for one mouth and black coffee and every 12 minutes you go outside to walk around to wake up. So you can't, you can't let them beat you. You have to wash your face. You gotta get in there. You gotta get a caboose. And you gotta fight because that's, that's the, the, the energy, the terror energy that you're gonna have a whole year is, is that fight. And it's a fight. It's a horror knows that. Listen, whole class was learning terror. It's a crazy amount of terror that night. So he's fighting. He's fighting for his life. He's like sleep, 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 boring, you know. So you should say tikkun. You should say tikkun It's very powerful. It's very important. It takes three hours, three and a half hours. It's a very important thing to say. There's a lot of secrets in it. Just the words and everything. Just to say it, even if you don't understand it all. It's a very beginning to say tikkun. The Kabbalah talks about it. Talks about it a lot. Okay. So I, I want to end tonight. I spoke last night by the dinner. Or now the dinner. Whoever was there, I want to thank them very much for coming. And whoever sent in ads, thank you very much. It's a very big physic to us. Um, we need a lot more help. Well, I'm sure it will come. Because Rochu 
You know, the money's hiding behind the door, choke us a little bit, and doesn't choke a little bit, etc. I keep circling, I keep trying. Okay, we're gonna get, we're gonna find that door. Somebody can open that door and say, whatever you guys doing on Ava, I got your back. We're waiting for that to happen. Someone will have this chus. It's not a simple chus because it's pure grenade and nothing to talk about. You help my Kirsch Bokhu's daughters. Anyway, so I said last night, which is very interesting. I get a lot of questions on Kiruv and I know, uh, I wish I could do what you do, but I'm not a Kiruv professional. There's no such thing as a Kiruv professional. I don't think Aaron, the, the biggest in Kiruv was Aaron Akrayan, Oyev Shalom, Raider Shalom. And he didn't have a school. I mean, he wasn't a professional. So I don't believe that. I believe anybody could be Makar anybody at any time. But how do you do that? So I think that the biggest person we can learn from, uh, one of the biggest people we can learn about Kiruv is Boaz in Rus. And I spoke about this a few years ago, but next 15 minutes, I think it's just so important. It's so beautiful. Um, how do you become the father and mother of Mashiach? Rus became the, the great grand, the grandmother of great grandmother of Dalai Melech. Boaz became the great grandfather of Dalai Melech, and from them comes Mashiach ben David. What do you got? What did they have? That that what ingredients did they have that gave them this malchus? The 49th day, Malchus Sheba Malchus, David HaMelchus, David HaMelchus, was born on Shavuos, Malchus, Torah was given on Shavuos, David HaMelchus, this is like the top, the top. How do you make a David HaMelchus? How, how are you the parents of David HaMelchus? What, what do you have that you created a person that went through such hard times in life, and when he walked up to Goliath, he said, I'm not scared of you, I got God. The whole client's world was like, whoa, we can't stop this guy. He's like, I got God. If you, if you, look, if you look at the shore, you see how he talks to them. He's like, you're nothing. I'm not worried about you. Shut up. You know, he's talking bad about Hashem. He said, don't you talk bad about my God. And he put, took him out and cut his head off. We know how he killed him and he cut his head off. Where did the Lord get this from? How do you create such a person? And then he writes to Hillel in the biggest pain of his life. He writes beautiful things to Hashem. So we have to look at the ingredients, what, what, you know, where he came from. So I want to start, I want to talk about Boaz first. Um, so Boaz was the Shefet of that door. Shefet is like the Rosh Hashiva, the Gohadar, the Melech, the Navi, like everybody wrapped up in one. He was in his, I think, 80s or 90s. He was very, very old. And uh, he was the headman. He was where everybody went to for everything. And he was also a very rich man. Okay. Now you have to put this in your mind that, that this is who he is. Okay. So let's take a look at this man who is you can put in your head whatever rebel you want or whatever goggle you want and he is now coming to his field to see what's going on and this is very important Boaz came from Beislechem and he, he, he was coming to a field that they were harvesting so his workers, what were they doing? They were harvesting. So he says to his workers, what, what, do, you, what do I say when I walk into my office? All right, is all the paperwork ready? Um, everything done? Did you make the bank deposits? Why, I heard you were late here. I called at 9 o'clock. There was nobody here. Why were you late today? Right? Boaz comes to the field. He doesn't ask them what's going on, how's business, how many pounds of wheat do we have, or barley. No. He walks in, he says the following. Hashem 
God should be with you. Now, when you treat people that way, how do they treat you? They say back to their boss, God should bless you. So first of all, we have to look at someone here. We have to understand who Boaz is. He, his, his relationship with his workers was that the first second he walks into the field, before he says good morning, before he says anything, he gives him a bracha. In return, they give him a bracha. Anybody that's a teacher or parent or a boss, if you want the people that work for you, your child or your student, to love you and to give back what you're giving them, then you got to walk into class. I'm just as bad as anyone else. I'm like, okay, everybody sit up straight. You know, take your homework out. Why are you late? Put your food away. Put your shirt in. Right? Hang up to go. But imagine you're walking from first grade on. Teacher walks in and says, Good morning, children. God should be with you today. They'd be like, Huh? But imagine those, those kids after hearing this and realizing the teacher means it, would say, well, Mrs. Stevenson, um, God should be with you too. You should be, you should be blessed. Now, any class that starts like that, it's going to be a beautiful class. And any family that talks to each other like that is going to be, be a beautiful, and if you want your workers to work for you and not hate you, you're going to walk into the work and you're going to say, good, good afternoon, everyone. God should be with you in anything that you do. First of all, half of them will get up and say, hallelujah, but besides them, they're going to say, and, and Mr. Wallstein, God should be with you too. And then you have honest people. They're going to be honest people. They're going to work for you to go the extra mile because if your whole relationship is based on a blessing, then that's what they're going to give back to you. And if you're going to walk into class and be screaming and yelling, and this thing, before you even say good morning, that's what you're going to get back. So, the first lesson we work, we learn from him is he walks in with a bracha. Okay. Now, he sees this young girl, and she's not like the other girls bending to pick up the weed, but she's curtsying, which none of the other girls were doing. So he says, he says to his, his boy that's working in the field, who's this girl? Who's this young girl? Now this guy, you, know, you have to understand something what the major says over here. They didn't, they didn't accept Rus as a Jew. Rus was a Moavia. The Jews, as we hate Nazis today, that's how much the Jews hated Moav. Moav went to war with us. Moav um, sent down their girls to be Mazana with the, with the Jewish men. Twenty four thousand until Pinchas stopped it. Twenty four thousand men died. We did not like Moab. And we definitely didn't like a girl from Moab because the girls from Moab were the ones that were prostituting with the men from Kaishro who caused them to lose 24,000. So we did not like Moab. And Rus was the daughter of the king of Moab. So when she came down to the field to collect these bushels, these, this wheat, the guys that were working there said, uh-uh. You're not Jewish. You're not taking away the wheat of the Jewish girls. So they picked her up to throw her over the fence. Mm -hmm. Now, could you imagine? After 120 years, they went to Shemayim. They're like, 
So you threw David Amela's grandmother over the fence. We have a little bit of a problem with that. Mashiach's great great grandmother, you tossed over the fence because that's how they judge her. How do we know that that happened? Because he tells his workers not to touch her. And they asked, these were Yeshiva boys, these were good boys, why, I was just looking for the post, why would they touch her, right? And it says because they felt she didn't belong there, and they threw over the fence. Well, they wanted to throw over the fence. Hold on, I'll read a few inside. Exactly, I don't have it in front of me. But he tells the don't, he says to them, Don't touch her. That was the saying. We don't like boys, they said, I thought she'll never have to let what the other teacher be tied to Christian. We were talking about like we had some boys. Oh, yeah. We were talking about like we had some boys as the art of labor. God made them art in to like it. Let her gather between the full bushels. The low, Sachli Muha. We got him short to Shalulam and I told him, I zapped him to lick her, leave her alone. The light cigar above. Don't touch her. We have to tell these guys not to touch her. They weren't showing a gear. Of course they were showing a gear. So it says, they will want to throw her over the fence. Because they judged her as a low life. As a kid of race. As a girl walking around a flatbush, not the way she should look. They made a judgment call. Meanwhile, this is the grandmother, great grandmother of Dabana Melah. Right? So now let's look at how this guy answers, this boy answers. He says, Oh, you want to know who she is? Well, young man, now I don't want Bia She's a low life. She's a girl from Moabia. And he adds to it, Hashava in the army is staying Moab. She came back with the army. You know, she was married to the Jewish guy who died. Right? And you know where she came from? Where am I? You know where she came from, Rabbi? She came from Moab. So he totally defaced her. Okay? So now, we're, now Boaz is going to talk to this young girl, this Rabbi, Rosh Hashiva, right? There's this young girl out in, and Rosh Hashiva is walking out in the street and there's this young girl and everybody's like, oh man, she's like a bad, low-life, bad family, bad person. So he walks up with her. And he says the most famous words. They were bought at once. They went out to cure. This is where cure started. This is unbelievable. He says, "Hello, Shemat, BT." Um, so what's going on? What, what, what do you hear? What's going on? My daughter. My daughter. They want to throw over the fence because she's a Moavia and Boaz and and Boaz was Rosh Hashiva. The Godal, the Shaifei, is calling her. His daughter. Now, don't think it didn't sound strange to her. It did. And she's going to ask him, I don't know, why, 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 why are you doing this, right? So he says, I don't want you to go in any other field. I only want you to stay in this field. We're going to take care of you. So she doesn't hop. She's, hate, she's hated by all the Jews. She's unaccepted. She's not accepted. She doesn't belong. So why is this rabbi being nice to me? What's the ulterior motive here? What's going on? Why, why is Rabbi calling me his daughter? 
She fell on her face. And she bowed down in front of him. And she said to him, Why do I find favor in your eyes? Here comes the big word. Why are you giving me recognition? Every person in this world needs recognition. And the biggest problem with kids at risk and the kids in the street is that we walk by them and we don't give them recognition. Oh my God, look at that kid. Oh my God, oh, look what she's doing. Oh my God, oh. He gave her recognition. He called her BT. She used this word for us. This is a word for us for this generation. She said, why do you like me? What does it mean to like me? What does it mean to like somebody? What does it mean to like someone? To give them recognition. She said, why, why are you giving me, why do you like me? Why are you giving me recognition? And she, and recognition. And she said, Rabbi, I'm not Jewish. Or, I'm a stranger. For the, the big machoikas when she was Megaya. So like, Rabbi, why, why are you stopping in the middle of the street talking to me? Uh, my shirt, her, her skirt was not short. But like, she was a Moavia. So she asked him a great question. Like, what's up? What's going on over here? Why are you being so nice to me? Vayan Boaz, Boaz answered. Vayom and he said, Hugad, Hugad Lee, it was told to me, It was told to me what a wonderful person you are. That, that after your husband's died, you didn't let go of your mother-in-law. That's what she did. You left your father, your mother, your land, and when you were born, you were not Romavino! You were not Romavino! You left everybody? And you came to Kleistro? You are not an Akhriya? You're not a Romavino. You're not a Romavino. Girl, you're a Romavino. I'm not focusing on your name, how you're classified, kid at risk. I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on your pain. You gave up everything. Wow. First girl that I ever dealt with in Kirov was on a tissue above night. Or Nava was born on a Tisha B'Av night. Sheikh born on a Tisha B'Av night. I was invited to speak at 12 o'clock midnight in a place called Judah's Place for kids who had just came out of rehab. And I came to Judah's Place. I never spoke to kids like that in my life. I was, did cure with kids, very normal, regular kids from non-from homes. But I never dealt with kids from from homes who were doing drugs and stuff like that. So I came in that night and there were three girls and three boys, whatever it was, on the couch, totally uninterested in hearing a shear. But I was invited to speak to Shabbat night, so they sat on the couch. And it was very scary, because I had all my little stories, and these kids were not. They, were, they had tongue rings and tattoos and orange hair, and I'm like, it's Tishabov, not Purim. Like, you know, I didn't want to say that, because it would throw me out, but I'm thinking to myself, I think it's Purim in here, right? Then I said to myself, oh, Hashem, it's really Tisha B'Av. If this is where we are right now, Kaisrael, your Kindlecha, this is what they look like, and drug we have, and all this, it was Mamish Tisha B'Av. Anyway, so, 
This girl gets up in my face. She's 14 and a half years old. And she gets up in my face because she's like the gang leader, tough kid. She was a tough kid. And she's got her tongue rings and her ears, her eyes are pierced and her chin. And she, I mean, if I would have had a magnet, a magnet, I would have never been able to get rid of her. She had more metal on her face. Forget about it. It would have been like a whole night. Like, you know, I forget about it. So she gets up in my face and she's like, Blank you, Rabbi. I'm not going to use the words, of course. Blank God. Blank all you Jews. Blank. And I'm like, holy cow. I never heard that word together with Rabbi or together with God or together with Jews, right? Yeah, that word doesn't like belong together. They sort of don't work together. They don't rhyme, right? You know? She's cursing in my face. I'm like, oh, and now if I lose her, you know, this is, this is a confrontation. This is street. She wins, they all walk out, nobody listens to my share. I win, I got them a whole night. I'm like, God, oh my gosh, what is this? Like, I didn't know what to say. So I looked at her, and Hashem puts the words in your mouth when you need them. I said, what's your name? She told me her name. I'm like, you're amazing. Why ain't that, man? I'm like, no, no, you're amazing. I said, I want you to know you just saved me two hours. So now they're all, like, very interested, like, what's up with this rabbi? Right, can't be drinking, it's dish above, right? She goes, what are, you, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, I really came here to talk about God. Because I heard a bunch of you don't believe that he exists. But you just cursed him. You just said blank God. That means you believe in him, you just don't like him. I'm like, you just cut two hours of my speech. I don't need to prove you God. You believe in him. You just don't like him. Wow, that's amazing. You know kids out there don't believe that he exists? You're angry. You cursed him. All right. We can deal with that. She just, she, she didn't have the answer for that. She wasn't ready for that. She thought I was going to, like, you know, get up and walk out. She's like, he's cool. <laughs> Let's hear what he has to say. They brought all their chairs around me. I was there till 4 o'clock that morning. On the way out, she walked me out. I was outside with, with them, and they were all leaving. And, and I looked at her, and I said, you know, you're very, very angry. And you know that that hate is an emotion, and love is an emotion, and they're very close to each other, very, very close. A woman can, can marry someone she loves, but man, when you divorce her, we watch what happens, right? So love and hate are emotions. The kids that we can't work with, we call them the whatever kids, right? So you want to talk about God? Whatever. You know, want to talk about Yiddishkeit? Eh, whatever. You want to talk about Shabbat? Eh, whatever. Are you an atheist? I don't know. Whatever. You want to eat some shrimp? Yeah, maybe. Whatever. It's like trying to stick a nail into jello. You can't work with them. There's nothing. But the ones that hate, that have that crazy passion, all you need to do is, if you could take that hate and turn it into love, forget about it. So I said to her, I said, you know, you have so much fire. You're so full of fire and hatred. <clears throat> if we could turn that fire into loving Hashem, you're going to be a Rebbitzin one day. He said, you have crazy potential. Those other kids, they're brain dead that were sitting there. They didn't care one way or the other. You cared. Every word I said, you fought with me. You agreed with me. You didn't agree with me. I said, you're going to be a Rebbitzin one day. You have a lot of potential. The next day, she called me. She said, Rabbi, I don't know you. But you're the first person in my life that ever said I had potential. Can I come to you for Shabbos? And this Lagbomer, 
When I was walking up on Friday afternoon, when I just got there, I went around. She was walking up with her three little children, her husband, with a big turban, her hair totally covered till here. My girl. She's a Rebbitzin. That was Boaz's Kayach. I gave her recognition that night. I stopped. I spoke to her. I said to her, Your potential. If you could turn this hate to love, her love for Eretz Yisrael today and Hashem, forget about it. She's living on the West Bank with the settlers. Her love for Eretz Yisrael, she will never ever move out of Eretz Yisrael. She has no interest in coming to America. She took that fire and she 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 used it she used it correctly. That was Boaz's secret. Boaz's secret was, yeah yeah, the boys were all yeah yeah. I hear what you're saying. She's a Mormovia. She's a this. She's a that. Bottom line is, she's my daughter. And she's my daughter. I have to give her recognition. And once he gave her recognition, in the end, he marries Russ and he has the grandfather of Domenamela. Where did that come from? It came from a man who was in his 80s or 90s, right? Who stopped and gave a young girl recognition. That's what he gave her. But listen to what she says. And why did he give it to her? Because he knew her struggle. Just the opposite. You didn't struggle. You don't need so much recognition. You struggled. You left. You lost your husband. You left your parents. You left everything. You just, that's what he said. She said, why, why are you giving me recognition? Because I know you're suffering. The kids who are suffering, so we need to give them recognition, not judge them. So this is what she says to him. Mm-hmm. After he says that, so she says to him, My master, I find favor in your eyes because you have comforted me. How did he comfort her? Where did he comfort her? Where do you see him comforting her? So she says, You spoke to my heart. You didn't treat me like one of your maidservants. You gave me recognition and you spoke to my heart. So we learned three things in doing Kiravir that has nothing to do with being a professional. One, if you're dealing with a girl, you have to treat her like he, she's your daughter. If you're dealing with a boy, you have to treat him like he's your son. Number one. Number two, you have to give them recognition. Number three, she said to him, I see that you spoke to me. You spoke to my heart. You didn't speak to my mentality. You didn't speak to my brain. You spoke to my heart. And One more thing that you need to learn from Boaz. And we'll conclude. The night that she was sent, which is which is unbelievable that Rus was willing to go, because the whole the whole talk of Kaiso was that Moabi girls are, are immoral lowlifes. And Naomi asked her asked her to go in the middle of the night, get dressed up, right? She didn't listen to her by the way, one very interesting. She told her, put on makeup, put on perfume, go in the middle of the night, Boaz is sleeping alone. Right, sleeping alone in the granary, going to his room while he's sleeping, uncover his feet and lay there. Right now, she she knew that if she gets caught in that granary in the middle of the night or going to the granary, they're going to think she's a prostitute. You, what are you doing laying at Moshe Feinstein's feet? What are you crazy? That your boy? You go to the door in his room. That's so. 
She knew that was. She knew if they catch me, then all of Kleinstrom is going to say, Sure, what do you expect? She's a prostitute. She's a Moabita. This is who they are. Now, she was a big snoo So she was, she was willing to give up and take a chance that everything she stood for would be misinterpreted if she got caught. So if you look in the Miglas Woods, her mother and the army told her to put on makeup, put on, put on perfume, right, get all dressed up, and then go to Boaz. It's not what she did. She didn't get dressed up at all. She went there without any makeup or anything, got to the granary, and then put it on. So that she got caught walking there. Now, her whole, the whole reason, if we just understand who the mother of Mashiach is. Now, number one, why, why was she being sent there to do, to do what? To do Yibum. That's why she uncovered him. There wasn't really a lot of Yibum here. Because when, when the, the brother of Matan and Kilian married these Goyim, they were Goyim. So there was no dinner Yibum by a Goyim. So actually, halakhically, Naomi had no right to ask Ruth to do this. But if Ruth would marry Boaz and they would have a children, it was sort of like the Ami's son having the children. Sort of like Yibam. Halakhically, there was no Yibam. So Ruth was willing to, to take a chance that the whole reason that Boaz picked her out of the whole field was because she was at Snua. Her whole basis was at Snua because she came from Surrey and from the whole thing. I'm not going to get into it now. Her whole basis was at Snua. So here you go, you tell the biggest Snua, the Yaakov girl, I want you to go and put yourself in danger. If you get caught, everyone's going to say you're a low-life prostitute. And I want you to do that for me. But halachically, it's not really evil. But just do it for me because if this happens, then you, if you, and you get pregnant, you have a child, then that child is like, my son had a child. This was such a balas chesed. Such an unbelievable balas chesed that she was willing, the man that, the only man in Kleinschwell that said Biti, the only man that believed in me, the only man that, that gave me recognition, I am now taking the chance that he's going to think I'm a prostitute. I'll take that chance for my mother-in-law. So I always say, any daughter-in-law that's willing to do for mother-in-law, definitely, definitely Mashiach's coming from her because it's definitely got to be Mashiach. It's like, it's like a great new story. So she goes and she takes this chance and she comes to the granary and it's pitch dark and she uncovers his legs, right? And listen to the puzzle. And this is, this is such godless. Listen to what happens. And it was in the middle of the night. And the man woke up, Boaz woke up, and he began to shake. There's a woman sleeping at my feet. And Rashi says that he was very, very scared. Why was he scared? Because he thought that it was a what's it called? He thought it was a, um, a shindala, right? The Yechorat Ish Kisover Shindalavu. He thought it was a shindala. Ubikesh Lazai Yechuda, right? Anyway, so what did he do? He asked her. He didn't jump to conclusions. He asked her, Who are you? Instead of screaming, Whoever you are, get out of my room! Are you crazy? Who are you? And then she said, I am Rus. And, he, and then what did he say? Again, he said, 
Brucha Akla Hashem Biti. He said, what you just did, this chesed, that you just did, that you were willing to give up everything for your mother-in-law, even though you weren't chayvin yibo, this chesed, to marry, to come to me, is a greater chesed than what you did in the beginning when you stuck with Naomi. This is the biggest chesed, because when a person, it's one thing to do a chesed, but when I'm willing to give up who I am for someone else, that's the mother, grandmother of, of Malchus, that's the grandmother of Mashiach. There's one more, one more, one more point that makes a grandfather of Mashiach, and this is something that this is what I'm ending with—a very important pasuk. And I need to learn a lot of Musa from this pasuk because I do have a problem with this. And it says, so she comes back to her to uh, he, she comes back to her mother, her mother-in-law, and her mother-in-law says the following: Just stay here. Uh, until we find out if Tony Almoni is going to marry you or he's going to marry you we're going to see how this thing is going to come out now listen to what she says this man Boaz will not rest until this situation is fixed today He's not the kind of guy that's going to say, all right, we'll see, we'll check it out, we'll, we'll take care of it tomorrow. She said, the, the father, grandfather of David Amelech, of Malchus, is a person that when they see a problem, they say, I will not rest until the problem is solved. Wow. She said, don't worry, Russ, I know this man. And it's much if she knew this, everybody knew this. You give Boaz a problem, he doesn't rest until it's solved. Maybe if we all felt the same way, when we see someone struggling and someone suffering, if we felt the same way as Boaz, that I will not rest until the situation is taken care of, then maybe we'd be the parents of Mashiach. And maybe we would bring Mashiach a lot faster. That was his midah. His midah was... We got a situation. I don't rest until that situation is over. We have a situation in Klai Yisrael. Don't rest until the situation is over. Bring Mashiach. We should be Makal It says that it says in the Zayar that how Maria that you can't be Makal without Eretz Yisrael. It's a very interesting Zayar. He says that how Maria came underneath Har Sinai. And then when we got to Torah, Hashinah was on top of Har Maria. And you know why the Zayah says that? He says, because you can't be Makabal Torah without Mesiras Nefesh. And Har Maria was where Akedas Yitzchak was. And therefore, you could not be Makabal from Hashinah, the Torah, unless you had, unless Har Maria was underneath it. And he brings all kinds of riots. Har Maria stood for Mesiras Nefesh. Mesiras Nefesh! And Anava, the, 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 the modesty of Harsinai, those two together, that's what brings the Torah into this world. We will be zaykhah to be, to be kind of the Torah and that the Torah should open up all the doors and all the windows that we should see her in her, in her, in her beauty and that we should all attend the marriage of the Torah and we should see Mashiach. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.